Welcome back to Range Anxiety. 30 years of automotive tuning experience in 30 minutes. And guess what? We've got an intro track now. Sounds pretty cool, huh? You know what? I've actually got a guest sitting next to me. She's giggling herself to death right now. She's already laughing. That's no good, but guess what? We're about to get into it. This is crazy. Let's go. Okay, so here we are. You just heard ACDC, Thunderstruck. They were Aussies at one point in time. Angus Young was. And they were doing a really great job. But, you know, today, tonight, wherever you are listening in the world, I'm Martin Donnan, and I'm bringing you all of the best shit you could ever dream about. I actually have my wife in the car. You know why she's my wife? Because she actually used to do some pretty cool shit with cars and she's sitting next to me she's laughing her head off right now we've actually got out of the normal pod booth we're actually sitting in a tesla model 3 performance and because i haven't fired it up yet the aircon's not on so we can sort of like hear smell and see each other better than you might want to know but welcome aboard lisa dunnan she was a chick I married because she knew one or two things about cars. Lisa, great to have you on the show today. How you uh, going? How you going? <laughs> how you going? We had a bit of an argument outside. She said, I'm not doing this. I need preparation for this. And you hear this like girly giggling in the background. But whenever anyone's in front of my microphone, everything's cool and we're ready to go. So Lisa we used to call the wheelie bin chick. And why did we used to call you that, Lise? Oh, well, I had a... Uh, uh, a, 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 yeah, what, what the fuck is that? I had a liking for convertibles, you know? Yeah, so we... So, yeah. I got nicknamed, you know, the chick that drives the wheelie bins. Yeah, but before that, what were you driving? Oh, from the beginning, we were jeeps. Basically, yeah, I, had, I had to whisper that in there. You well, probably no, heard that on the shore mic. It's it's a very good mic. Well, there were there were a few there before mm. the jeeps. Yeah, and um, what was one of the ones that I told you was really cool that you should talk about? The Tirana. Yeah, and tell me a bit about this Tirana because Tiranas now I like huge bucks. So speak oh, to me. Look, I know, I know, but there it, it was just I thought it was ugly. It was one my. <laughs> My father bought, and my father was a mechanic and, you know, loved buying cars and doing them up. And he bought this LJ Tirana and... It was an LJ? It was an LJ. And that so was... So was that a 2650 or a... Oh, you don't oh, even I, know. You know. I'm getting I a shrug of the shoulders. You can't look, see I, this. I think it was about. just... Uh, I don't know. It was a six-cylinder LJ 1970... Tirana Four, Feel free to maybe. No, it was a six or four. How could it be a seventy-four? Oh, seventy-four. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was six-cylinder. That was the last. The one, one with the slopey back and the vinyl roof. Was it an automatic or a six-speed? It was manual? a column auto. Column auto. <laughs> Did you nearly die in it? Yes. <laughs> How? Just by driving it. Because it had no brakes. Yeah. Well, 
that's how they will feel. So you, feel. Put, you yeah. put the brakes on at the stoplight and, you know, if you had to do it in a hurry, well, you'd just go sideways in the middle of the intersection. Well, that's so, awesome, isn't it? <laughs> you know, like, and what year would this have been? Oh, we don't want to know how old you are. We know how women are about their age. Oh, it would have oh, been some time ago. Yeah. 93? Oh, wow. And you see, so you had a Tirana. Like, I had to interview. Only for about six months. Dad did it up, restored it, and you, everything. Look, it was Lisa, I love best. you, you're my wife, but you should have kept it because it, you're a dumbass. Well, it, well, it was be- it was a beautiful car, and the way it was restored, it was immaculate, but it was just... Uh, but it had no brakes. But, but it had no brakes. That was so mum, yeah. of course, then had an issue with it and said, well, no, this has got to go. So it didn't last very long in the household. Yeah, well, that, that, that's pretty cool. Um... The thing about it is, is like Toronto's never had brakes. You know, that was never a good thing about them. Did you ever think you were Peter Brock driving it? <laughs> Absolutely not. Did you ever drive it like an idiot? I thought it No, be, no, not uh, a little. Yeah, a little. Come on, yeah. <laughs> what does a little entail? I don't know, I just, well, because all my friends at the time had Volkswagen bugs. Oh, Volkswagen and, bugs. And, you know, little hatchbacky things which I you. couldn't stand, and you know, so this was probably the most powerful thing out of all all the cars my friends had. So I used to, you know. I used well, to... I love Holden's too, and uh, that's why I will say it's better than a bugger. Anything's better than a beetle. Let's just remember that that they weren't good to know on you, and they're not good now. You can put, you know, sorry, Sparrow. You can put stripes on them and shit, but it's still like. Um, spray painting shit. It, it's they're not a good thing, but a Tory, a Tory might get you some loving. And did they no. get you any loving? No, it, no, no. It was one of these cars that it was just hideous that a girl was driving this, but mm. I just had to drive it, and mm. I was just happy to have a car and drive and be on the road and have my freedom and whatnot. And and but no. But you stepped up to an Alfa Romeo, if I remember <laughs> rightly. That was some Tell me about your Alfa. It was an Alfa. Was... Uh, guys and girls, it was an Alfa 33. And that was a, a, a flat four, like a Subaru. So that that's not a great thing. No, and uh, 1.7. Uh, tell me what happened to that Alfa. Look, that was some years later and it was a spare car. And it was it was actually really reliable because we didn't actually have to do anything to it. You say actually and... a lot. And do I... Is that because you're drunk? <laughs> no. Yeah. All right. Well, we, it didn't get, we didn't really service it. We didn't this or that. It was just, it would run on the smell of an oily rag. It was, it was actually really good. It did good. everything but on it, the... Yeah, what did it actually do the well, moment we, you sold it? we end up selling it to a family member because they wanted a, a spare car that was cheap and... And what happened? And reliable and we, it was reliable and it caught fire. It caught About three fire. days after they bought it. <laughs> it caught fire. Where did it catch fire? Uh, middle of an intersection. No, no, no. At an intersection, it started uh, uh, bubbling. The bonnet started... Bubbling. The, the bonnet the, was, the bubbling. Bait, it was bubbling. The paint on the bonnet yeah, started yeah, bubbling. bubbling. And I got a phone call from the girl saying, it's on fire and we just... Oh, we did actually warn them that it does smoke a little bit when... Uh... <laughs> When we gave it to them, and oh my goodness! So 
they were at the lights and it started smoking, but we meant out the back end, but it was smoking from under the bonnet. And then she said the paint started bubbling. And then, of course, when they took off from the lights and more petrol, you know, bang, fire. And, you know, fire engines. I look like there's like a bang fire. It's not just like <laughs> what happens. There, there has to be like a bang. Well, bang, fire. <laughs> yeah. And, and did like um, any fire crews have to attend yes. that? Yes, I got so, the phone call while the fire crews were there putting it out. Hmm. That's probably not a good thing. Is is that probably so, is that probably your best um, memory of that? I'm putting a window down no, on the actually, Tesla now. We're trying to get some a, air. That isn't a memory of mine because this happened to the new owners. I had a lot of good memories of the car. Uh, had it for a few years, and it was really reliable. Could park it anywhere. It's the type of car no one would want to steal. Yeah, well, it was a. And, uh, Alpha thirty three. It was actually a piece of shit. Yeah, I would call it. Because that's what the. Because it'd be like. Oh, you're kidding me! Yeah, it was. So, what did you actually? Um, you know, you're a Willie Bin chick. Um, what did you actually bring to this relationship? How you know? What were you rolling heavy in when I first met you? Then I, oh, did I have the Lexus? No, not no. then. No, no one wants to hear about a Camry. We want to hear oh, about I know, bullshit. I know. Uh, it would have been the E30 BMW convertible. No, that was before I met you. Oh, an E30. E30. Everyone wants to slam some rims on that, put a bit in the camber, and we're going drifty with this in it. Oh, you couldn't in this one. <laughs> no, no, that was junk. <laughs> <laughs> they were junk when they want you. They're junk now. Yes, but I I had to have it because I saw it on uh, Rodeo Drive in Pretty Woman. There's a scene where they're on Rodeo Drive, and I saw this is when they're brand new, of course. And I saw one in that movie, and I'm like, oh, I have so, to have one. So I got one. Really? <laughs> yes. And was it just a terrible well, piece it. of shit? I liked it. You liked it? It was a terrible piece That was where your wheelie bin kind of thing that's came when the, from. That's yeah. when the nickname started. Yeah, and I've got to thank um, George R. Talis for, um, you know, coming up with that name. Thank you, George. I know you're not friends with Danny anymore, but no one is. It doesn't matter. Um, and then you moved. It was after that you went to a CJ5? You were you thought you were going oh, no. like Bear Grylls? No, or no, CJ7? No. Uh, CJ7. And what did you used to do with that horrible piece of junk? I had the CJ7 straight after the Tirana. You, you oh, your time so the timeline's all fucked up here. I had the CJ7 uh, because the Tirana went and then I had some Corolla or something for a while and then uh, had some of the old man's hire cars for a while and then... Well, what did your old man do? What did your old man do? The, the listeners don't know. Well, he had hire cars and limousines. So I, you know, would quite often have the older ones of those that were not in the fleet anymore. But then decided I wanted a Jeep. Did you ever used to wear one of those stupid captain's yes. hats when you were driving it? Yes. And did you have like a like name tag? Yes. Oh, that's full loser. I love that. You know, like that's so cool. So you went, why, if you're driving limousines, did you want to drive, of all things, a Jeep? Well, this is before they brought them here. So... Was that an import? Yeah. Was converted? Yeah. So I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't well, care. they only released them here uh, when it was a Wranglers. So CJ5, CJ7s, you could never get them here. 
Oh. You had to have imported ones. So I pestered my dad, who was into American cars, uh, for a Jeep. And so he located one, and I had this Jeep, and I loved it. He always didn't like you much, yeah? No, he loved American cars, and he liked the Jeep because it was easy to fix. It was only easy to fix because it was basically a garden shed <laughs> on wheels. They are terrible, no, terrible. No, it was a was that Was CJ7 like some sort of four-cylinder piece of shit? No, it was a six. It was a six, like that. And, and so anyway, Lisa rocks up um, to our current relationship many years ago, and she has a TJ Wrangler. It has the AMC 4-liter in it, and it's the only engine in the world I've ever come across in my time that when they fuel-injected it, it became thirstier and more gutless than it was with a carburetor. So, you know, AMC did a wonderful thing. Like, if you watch Wayne's World or whatever else, they did the Gremlin, uh, the ugliest car that ever lived. And, uh, you know, they were really good. But we still have this TJ Wrangler today because it was a very special thing. However, because I was about to marry this girl, I thought, if you keep driving this... There's a definite chance, probably 10 out of 10, you are going to die. And we used to have arguments, not arguments, discussions about this all the time. That if you drive a Jeep, it will just tip over. No. It will just, it will be quiet, <laughs> will you? It will just go wheels up and you're going to die. So what was, I decided to um, embrace Lisa, my future wife at that time, in some of my car culture. So what was the first um a decent i'm doing like you know quote things with my fingers here guys and girls are listening this was the first decent car i bought you the gdr no oh the other one wasn't decent <laughs> it was it was different Have, uh has everyone heard of the spoiled bitch let's go back to the first <laughs> car i bought you then uh, it was a Subaru. It was a 1999 last of beautiful locate GC8 silver manual four-door. Manual, five-speed, you know, as those of you that listen to my cast would know. And it was just a good little jigger, totally unmodified. And what did you like about it? It was zippy. <laughs> Can you explain zippy? Because zippy is just mainly well, like an arsehole's word. It is. It's it's the it's the word that you would actually use to describe, oh, some old lady with a a, a hatchback or or whatnot. You know, I yeah. It, well, compared to the cars I had before, and compared to the Jeep, anything zippy compared to the Jeep. Yeah, that Jeep you could actually you know, get so, out and run faster. It was a total piece of shit on every level, but I still have it, and I won't part with it because I'm not allowed to. So, how long did we keep? The GC8 WRX a year. Was a that year, all? A year. And what did I replace it with? The GDR. So, it wasn't just any GDR. It was an R35 GDR. It was a 2010 model. And I got it really, 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 really cheap. Because Nissan didn't want to know about it. Because this guy drove freeway miles every day. I'd serviced it since it was out of warranty at, at a previous business I was in. And it had done the equivalent of 100,000 miles or 160,000 Ks or something for audio people that are listening. 2010, unmarked, beautiful, and it was a $50,000 car because Nissan didn't want to know it. This guy wanted out of it, and I thought, I'm not turning this down. These cars are actually mint. So I got 
got uh, I got him to drop it around one day. You weren't really quite aware of what I was doing. And what did this guy do when he was leaving? Oh, the, it was hilarious. Car? He was so attached to this car. He uh, owned it from you. After right. we'd seen all the pages and pages of paperwork and and books that he receipts kept on it. for receipts like a battery and... and a set of wiper blades, like you need that. Like you need nothing. But keep going. So as he left, he said. He did. He asked if he could come and visit it sometime, and of yeah, course we nah. said yes. But really, uh, no. He never did. But yeah. um, and then as he was leaving, he was lying down on the ground taking photos of. But it. where on the ground? You, could, you see these people aren't seeing this. They're listening. Well, where was it? Was it in the middle of the road? Yeah, it was on the road, wasn't it? He was laying on the hot mix, taking photos of this. The back of it. GDR that was in our driveway, and it was, it, you know, it was pretty cool. I to think see. he was going to cry. He was very emotional. Yeah, but he was actually going back into a three fifty Z, so I would have started crying too. Yeah, it, you know, because that's a, a terrible Renault. So, so I put you in this big barge fast thing, and I tuned it and it had a mid pipe, so it was it was a pretty cool rig. You know, it made. 360 kilowatts at all four. It was a pretty heavy hitter compared to some asthmatic pile of shit. 20 kilowatt Jeep upgraded to a 90 kilowatt GC8. You know, GC8's pulling big money now, but why would you? They actually were junk when they were new. They're junk now. Um, Let's keep going with this. So what happened when you first drove the GDR? I loved it. I didn't think I would, but I absolutely... Lee loved it. What did you love about it? Come on, be a bit oh, more explicit. Yeah, well, it was, well, the power, of course, the noise. It was bright red, so it was a, a bit of an attention getter. And, you know, the way it handled, it was brilliant. Loved it. I still miss it. And we had this kind of a little bit of a tete-a-tete, tete, Lisa and I, about this, because I was explaining to her how to manually shift it with the paddles. She's going, yes, 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 I'm going to do that. And Lisa had appointments in the hills. She's a jeweler, so she had to go out and do things. She she would drive the car, not a lot. She mainly liked the Jeep because she's smart. <laughs> because it doesn't go in, it doesn't need a gearbox every like 10 minutes like a JDR. And Lisa came back and I, I said, you know, use the paddles. She goes, oh, the flippers. Explain to me, I, how the hell could you call paddles flippers? What is wrong with you? Well, because they flip. You know, it's a quick movement. When you're driving a car like that, I never understood why people would call them paddles. You know, paddle, rowing a boat, it's more of a slower process. But I know they're called paddles, but I like to call them flippers because you flip, 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 gear, gear, gear. Like, it just made more sense Your friend, um, Kevin Westblade from Process West and his wife, Kat, they had a pretty big laugh about this. But I think the whole thing about paddles and flappy paddles was something invented by... The ancient POM, Jeremy Clarkson, you know, who's, I'm not saying anything wrong, so I don't need the lawsuit. Thank you, Jeremy. You're a lovely man. However, they're not paddles, are they? Like, paddle is no. like row, row, row your boat, like, slowly up the stream. That's it, right. It, well, that's it's actually my take bullshit. On it. I think a lot of it's got to do with maybe the shape of them because they thin out on the end. I, I don't know, but there's nothing they to They thin paddle. out. They thin out. They thin there's out a paddle, like paddles. So a paddle thins out on the end. A paddle, you know, it's got the wider bit and then it's thinner. So, y- yes. And that's what the paddles were like in a lot of cars. But they should really be called flippers. Flippers, because yeah? you flip them. Flip, flip, flip. What about flipper was king of the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
no one could be better than he. You know, I can't sing, but you can. <laughs> Don't give me that facial. The people can't see it. So you drove this GDR around for a while, and I've got to give Lisa her juice. GDRs, they have the easiest rims in the world to curb. You can drive these things into a curb anywhere, smash them, their shit. And because they're dark grey, painted, powder-coated, whatever, like super elastic, form elastic finish, and put on them, it's just shit. It scratches. You never really curbed it. You did a little bit once. No, I, I was pretty careful with that car. Did you touch it up with nail polish? Once. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> that's pretty cool. But as, and I hate bringing him up all the time, but, you know, he's been part of my life for a long time. Gareth Norton said to me, you are the only person, Martin, that has ever owned an R35 GDR for two years and never spent a cent on it other than an oil change. And you know what? I... I I find myself quite lucky, especially since I let Lisa drive it, and she's quite a mental driver. There was lots of flippers going on. There was things <laughs> happening. There was someone that ran into it outside the gym one day, but yes. their, their heap of shit just bounced off it and didn't yep. really... And you could polish, polish it, out, it out. And there was a bit of nail polish on one rib, and we still made money on it, which was really yeah. great when we sold it. But then what did you want? What did you need after that? I wanted a 507. Edition. Yeah, but why did you want a 507? Because we went to look at a new one, one of those twin turbo. Look, like I've already, always liked that era of the C63. Uh, why? And, well, I just like the shape. I, I I just like the look of them. I don't particularly like the newer models. You're still not models. right with the microphone because you're saying you like the noise. <laughs> you know, no, that's what you tell me privately. No, so what are you talking I, I, about? Look, I thought it was it was a... The GDR, whilst it was fun, it was uh, to drive it every day. It became quite tiresome. So oh, they're a horrible car to drive every day. They're tram line. Tram line. They're shit things. Uh, so I've always liked the shape of the C sixty three or you, that era. You came home from an appointment one day and you told me the GDR only makes sense when you do what? What did I say? Over 100 k's an hour. Oh, yes, I did. Yeah. When you're oh, on yeah. freeways and stuff. But around the city, it used to, it, it was tiring. You'd get out after driving all day and you'd just be worn out. So uh, I thought the C63, I mean, honestly, I think they're a nice looking car. I've always liked that that shape. And it's the last of the big just, bangers. That's right. It's a bit like a Jeep TJ Wrangler, but a Mercedes V8. And I do like bigger engine cars for some reason, always have. Hang on, this is your first V8, is it not? I know, but I've always wanted a V8. Oh my God, Silla. I just never did it. You actually had an R35 GDR before you ever had a V8. Do you understand how like messed up that is? Yes. Do you understand what the listeners are thinking? Well, it's a bit, it's going backwards in a lot of ways, I know, but I just, but the Benz is... But you can more, actually drive it's it much more comfortable. without needing to visit Jean Girard for back to chiropractic <laughs> session afterwards and the upshift and the downshift. I just, yeah, look, it, it's it's a good all-rounder. And it sounds good, too. It's got a different sound. You know, the GDR had a sort of a... You rev the shit out of it every time you drunk. You'd actually rev the shit out of it and hit the limiter. But you can. Yeah, well, that, that that's right. So It's not going to break. Okay, this was... An impromptu cast. I thought the wife thinks I'm absolutely insane for even doing this in the first place. And and there is a fair chance she is right. I have been, however, writing 
Tuna Wars 3, which will come out next weekend. I do need a week to put this together. And sorry, that was my toes on the floor mat and the Tesla. That wasn't anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this is uh, next cast is going to be something special. I hope you actually enjoy this one. But the problem is you're not going to hear any of it if there's static and interference and all of that shit, but I'm in plane mode. So we're going to give it a chance here. And we're inside a Tesla. Thank you, Uncle Elon. Um, thank you for the share price rise too. That was a very nice thing for everyone involved. And uh, Lisa can't wait to get a Cybertruck. Can you wait to get your oh, Cybertruck? Oh, I'm so excited. When I... do you think you're going to get it though? You're so excited. I know. Look, I don't know. When is it going to happen? Um, well, Not soon enough. Yeah, if you ask um, 50% of people on the net, they'll say never. But Elon always does something. You know, you might get like a Datsun 1200 with a battery in it. <laughs> oh, come on, Elon. Let's do this. I want a Cybertruck. Exactly. Stop sending rockets to space and start sending Lisa to the supermarket. Thank you for listening to Range Anxiety and tuning in. And thank you, Lisa, for being a great See guest. Ya. We'll speak soon. Thank you very much. <laughs>